Welcome back. You are listening to Steel Talking, and I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do is be here with you on a Sunday night. So thank you for sticking and staying with us. The other voice that you hear is Jonathan Lowe. And our next guest um, is Executive Director of an organization called Minnesota Post. It is an acronym that stands for Peace Officer Standards and Training. And he is joining us to discuss the new changes that allow the board to revoke licenses of police officers officers statewide for any violations of its conduct policies, regardless of whether an officer is charged with, convicted of a crime or not. His name is Eric Mitzelt, and again, he is executive director of Minnesota Post. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. I tell you, this weather has been amazing, and yet I always find information, uh, a new way of looking at standards in the United States. And, of course, today we're talking about the new rules that give post-board authority to revoke peace officer licenses prior to convictions. Tell it to convictions. Tell us about the post-board. Who are they, and why do they exist? So the Post Board is the regulatory and licensing agency uh, for the state of Minnesota uh, for all uh, police officers across the state, whether they be local, county, or state um, officers. Um, Some states are certification states, uh, and Minnesota is a licensing state. So in essence, we serve the function of uh, making sure that uh, uh, there are certain standards of conduct maintained, minimum selection standards for licensure, uh, training standards, uh, and so on, much like uh, lawyers, doctors, nurses, uh, and so on. Mm. Are there a group of people that you may be considering to join and be a part of the post board? Um, it's interesting who gets licenses and who doesn't. So uh, the best way to explain it is police officers uh, across the country, um, you know, you have certain authorities who are considered sworn officers. So you have the power of arrest, uh, the power uh, to use deadly force and so on. So that is the, um, the best definition and peace officers in Minnesota are um, uh, fall under that moniker and they are licensed by the state. Um, in some states, they also issue licenses to uh, or certifications to corrections officers and so on. Uh, Minnesota is not uh, does not do that. We are exclusively, uh, or I should say, we have exclusive jurisdiction over uh, sworn officers uh, that, as I mentioned, have the powers of arrest and use deadly force and so on. That is very, that's powerful. Um, these police officers have a lot of power. We know about that. But it seems as though many of us don't quite understand how um, the officers get this opportunity for the licenses, get the opportunity to do what they are um, asked to do. Yet sometimes they seem to uh, wander off and they do more than they should do. Do you agree with that? Uh, well, I would say that uh, as with any profession, um, I don't care what it is, and police officers are human beings that come from broader society, just like um, any other uh, profession. There are uh, there's a need for um, you know regulation and uh, adhering to certain standards, and uh, certainly the police service, whether it's in Minnesota or elsewhere. 
uh, is not immune to that. And um, so that is the reason you have uh, regulatory and training agencies such as ours. There are so many different boards that deal with licensing in the great state of Minnesota mm-hmm. and throughout the <laughs> throughout our country. And a yes. lot of us don't know um, or even understand why it's necessary to have all of these licenses. Can you tell us more about that? Well, I would say broadly, I mean, the, the point of a licensing agency or regulatory agency is, in fact, to make sure that, um, you know, the, the public um, who... Uh, uses the services of uh, of these licensees, whether they're police officers or nurses or doctors, um, you know, have an expectation that uh, the people who hold those licenses are trained to a certain level, are held to certain professional standards, best practices, what have you. And so there has to be some entity uh, that does that. Um, no different than there's an EPA to regulate uh, uh, you know, pollution uh, and uh, air quality and all that sort of thing. So um, really that's the function of of our board is to meet the expectations uh, of the public and make sure that the public knows that when they deal with, uh, in our case, uh, a police officer, that they've been trained to a certain level, they have met certain expectations uh, for their Again, pre-service education, in-service education, and so on. Yes, and so on. I think for me, um, as an African-American woman, there was a time that I was afraid of police officers, and those days are long gone. Um, yet I, I keep hearing about the bad things, but then we also hear about some, a few of the good things. And I know the standards have changed recently, and I'm curious to know if it took a long time to change some of these standards, the set of conduct standards. Uh, yes, you know, the rulemaking process does take a long time. And in our case, uh, there were, we in, we're in the process of, and we were planning on doing rule changes because the rules, uh, that govern the post board and govern the post board's authority had not changed in, uh, quite honestly, many decades. Um, and that's not necessarily a, uh, a negative statement other than, uh, you know, expectations changed over the years. Uh, those rules met the expectations of the public and others uh, at the time they were in place. But over time, those expectations changed and the rules did not. So we were already looking at um, making those changes. And in fact, we will be continuing to make uh, uh, engage in rulemaking going forward in areas other than the standards of conduct and uh, background investigations and minimum selection standards, which is what we just tackled uh, this last uh, two two plus years. Well, I tell you, it's exciting to know that the changes are happening, have happened, and that people are starting to understand, like myself. I'm learning now how this really works. When it comes to changes, it's difficult a lot of times for different communities, especially in the black community, and I'm really hoping that we will see a big difference as well and that it will be best for all Minnesotans and beyond. So this is exciting. If there was anything you would want um, listeners to really understand today, what would that be, or have we addressed them all? I think um, I would say that uh, you know the the effect of the pandemic um, and obviously the uh, George Floyd 
uh, incident was um, a, uh, you know, it really led to a sea change, I think. Um, but I would say that I, I would want people to know that as with any profession, um, as a general rule, um, you know, the 99, 98% of police officers are out there doing uh, a great job. They're doing it ethically, morally. They're following the standards. They're getting their training uh, and doing what needs to be done. And I would say that of any profession. And the, the really the point of regulatory agencies and agencies that hold people accountable, such as the Post Board, is to deal with a very small percentage. And uh, it's just a dynamic of, of, you know, human existence. I think that we focus on the negative. Um, but I guess, uh, at the end of the day, what I'd like to reassure people is that your officers here in Minnesota are well-trained, they're ethical, and, um, and you can, uh, expect them to be professional when you deal with them. And for those, uh, few that aren't, there are, um, processes and procedures in place to address that. And that's what we do. Well, I sure appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much, sir. Most welcome.